Hey, it's Matt and Andy here with Nelson Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to get hot and heavy and deep into level 10 meetings. I started doing it. I read the book. <laughs> I talked to Andy about it. She started reading it, and it's kind of a progressive read. It's like you start it, and then you get 37 pages in, and then you got to go back to page 7 and page 10, and then page then you got to read this. Then they start talking about... EOS and VTOs and all these acronyms, and you're like, oh my goodness, what is this thing again? Yeah. However, Gino Wickman's book called Traction has completely, uh, what's the right term, Andy? Like, revolutionized or? Overhauled. Yeah, overhauled. That's a great, what a great TV show, too. <laughs> overhauled. Um, overhauled Elite Industries, like, hands down. Yeah. It really helped us when we, you know, starting a business right even starting in an also it, it all kind of bled over into that uh with the implementation of traction we we kind of took what was it five five levels of leadership i forget who that's by dang it that's bad anyway i actually i started reading that book first and i think maybe i should back up a little bit i i'm gonna ask you annie in a second how much i changed as a business owner from when you first came here and first started working with me to today. But I think what it was for me is as soon as I started reading a book again and just trying to be a better business person and trying to make a career or something like, I guess it's a career, trying to make a career for uh, any employee that would you know be under my wing, if you will, or be it like however it ends up being. Um, I just want to be the best boss that I could possibly be the best. I wanted people to enjoy their jobs. So they'd always come back to work and I never had to worry about employees coming to the shop and doing all those things. And I, I realized that the only way that this was going to happen is if I took somebody else's experiences and combined them with what, what I had learned over the years and just being a better person, right? Swallowing that pride, doing all those things, becoming the best boss I could be so that I could train. How do I train uh, employees and how do, how do we get to the next level unless we train people, right? And how, how do you train people unless they're willing to learn? Like all these things just, you know, kept going back and back and forth through the mind. And I think once I changed my mindset that I'm going to read this book, I'm going to be the best person that I'm going to be. I'm going to be the best leader I can be. And then I'm going to express that to my team. And then my team's going to have the same mentality. And then it's like getting what's in your brain into your company's brain so that the culture of the company is what you want it to be, right? And I, I think it, when I started changing and reading books and doing five levels of leadership and integrating it with traction, um, just just give us, Andy, a snapshot of your point of view of this going down, how much it affects the business, all those different things. So first of all, I thought you were a little crazy when you came back and said, I read this book on vacation in like a day and I want you to read it, it's about leadership. I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> Because that was not... That was not me. Right. Not you at all. Right. But then we implemented it. You had a few key people read it. We implemented some leadership areas that weren't there before. Like, you kind of designated a shop manager, a lead manager, and, like, me as the quote-unquote office manager and gave people tasks, and we assigned job titles and responsibilities and then I don't know how long it was later you read traction and it's like oh my god you got to read this book this is cool we need to do all this stuff we need to just get everything in line this was 
totally fits into what I envision Elite to be and what what we want the culture to be. Yep. So then you, Shane, and I met, and we did our VTO. And it took, like, what, a half a day? We sat down, and we did it, and just the whole freaking organizer, right? Like, yeah, and I thought, I thought it was, I thought, it, honestly, when I first started, that came up, I'm like, this is so dumb. I'm going to freaking waste a half a day with the, the most key people in the shop and do this vision traction organizer. But... But we use it. Like, we... We set up our one-year, three-year, five-year, ten-year ten goals. Yep. We outlined how we were going to get there. We outlined the vision we had for the shop, what our core culture is, what we believe in. Yep. Then we printed our core values and hung them up, right? We did. And now that we also implemented a weekly level 10 meeting, which yeah. has changed everything i think that right there is what had the most impact on making all the rest of the changes but that scheduled time you're freaking late you're fired basically i mean that's unsaid but like except you were late last week i know i was late last week but yeah that that level 10 meeting and and i mean that that meeting is just something that happens every day of or like on a tuesday right every week tuesday at the same time and if you're late, you're disrespecting the team. I was always taught that as, you know, you have no respect for the person if you're late. And, and that is, it's 100% true, to be honest with you. But that... We should probably go over, like, what we discussed in the meeting. We should. So from after doing all the, the VTO stuff, that gave us, like, the agenda, if you will. Like, the layout of the Level 10 meeting, right? The, right. Because, I mean, really, this is... Don't you agree that kind of this is all about, it kind of all starts with a relationship. Yeah. Right? You have to know your coworkers at least a little bit on a personal level, a little bit. You have to, you have to care, right? Um, but that, yeah, that's what it starts with. So the VTO, you get all your core information to level 10 meeting. And then once you have a level 10 meeting and a scheduled time, we do it. Um, now, if we miss it, we're lost. Yeah. Right? And we did. Like, we did. Let's be honest, we missed a few weeks when all the coronavirus stuff started right yep so i mean basically the the whole relationship right so our meeting every meeting starts with segue right and segue is andy's personal best andy's business best right and then that's my business best and my personal best and everybody that's in that meeting whatever crucial person you want in that meeting um they do the same thing you take the time you take five minutes you go around the room uh, and something changes, and that's how you really get to know somebody, and you get the little bit of small talk and a little bit of relationship, and how this go, uh, Andy, how's your bees, like whatever, right? So it's um, it, it starts out personal, which is which is nice, but it's also business best. Um, then it goes to headlines, right? So explain headlines. So headlines are just what the top things that happened from the past week. Um, we focus on positive. We also can outline, like, if you're proud of somebody, you think that somebody's doing well, um, what happened as far as sales, just every, like, each person in the meeting goes through their headlines for the week. What happened in the past week? What did you work on? Who are you proud of? What's going on? Right. So, like, let's give a for instance. So, Doc and Lyft Company, right? Say you're, say you're a company that has a sales team, and, they, and then you have an install team, and you have a... a New installs and service, you know, like your seasonal ins, ins and outs. So you, you would have your lead from the sales department 
typically probably the owner or maybe another person, like maybe two salesmen, right? And then you're going to have your barge or two of your barge leaders in there, right? If you have a couple of different crews, you're going to have those guys in there. And then uh, as far as just the, like the operator, right? They're going to be in this meeting. And then maybe if you have a service manager, if you're big enough to do that, and then you'd all sit in there and like, obviously your barge guys are going to say, Hey, we went out and on Tuesday we installed 33 jobs. That's four more than we ever got. We didn't break anything that day. Whatever. They're going to have those kind of headlines, right? Uh, and then, like, the sales guy is going to be, like... Oh, I closed three new sales this week. That's right. And yeah. then it's a way... F- it's also a given time for everybody in that room to communicate. So the salesman can tell the install crew, like, hey, I sold these. This is when I promised it. Yep. So just know that you have this coming. Yeah, here's your schedule work for load for this week or whatever. Here's your installs, right? And that, that sales guy can also say, hey, Justin's crew, you guys did a freaking... Just a killer job. I sold that job on Monday. We had it on, they, you guys had it installed on Tuesday. They called me, look, they gave me the cookies. I get to eat them, you don't, but so thank you very much. But you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that camaraderie that like make that team feeling that culture is huge. So it goes from headlines to what? Then we go to our rocks, which is is our goals for the next quarter. And you'll learn this in the vision traction organizer, right? Yeah. So you you set goals that take a month plus or minus to accomplish. There, that's what's considered a rock. And these are steps. Your rocks, your goals for the quarter are your steps along the way to your your yearly goal. Yep. Yep. So then that yearly goal. So are we on progress to hit our yearly goal? Uh, this is determined by our rocks, which are. Uh, obviously, every quarter in the meeting, they should change, technically. Yep. Which we don't do a great, great job of that, but at, we use kind of rocks to be like, hey, hey, hello, I'm still here. You, you know, it, it, you've been on here for, you've been on this meeting for two months. It's time to do something with me, right? Yep. So actually, tech, before that, technically, and you can kind of put this anywhere, I think, we have what's called a scorecard, right? Yes. So in our scorecard is basically a quick snapshot, and feel free to jump in here. Basically, a quick snapshot of how how the business is, right? So for a dock and lift company, it's gonna be you know how many jobs did we install this week? How many jobs did we remove this week? How many like you know what I mean? When it, depending on the season, like a percentage of completion you could do. Yeah. Um, any errors? Any callbacks? Any relevels? Or didn't put the lift in correctly? Or what, like whatever? Any customer callbacks? All those things would give you a quick scorecard slash snapshot of how your company is doing. And this should be in each weekly meeting so you can see historically, you can go check next year or the year prior, like, hey, remember when we used to have Justin as a barge leader? His crew last year, did they do 112 jobs a week. And Pete over here, Pete only does 47 jobs. Like, what, what's going on? It, it's just really good for the company to have this. It's a quick scorecard snapshot of how the company is doing. That's what a scorecard is. Okay, so we go to rocks, then we go to to-dos. So these are tasks to get to your rocks, or it could be to complete your rocks. That's right. And anybody can add something, and you can assign it to somebody else. We do all the time. Um, And we just go through it once a week. Hey, did you do this? Oh, no, I forgot about that. I'll I'll make sure and take care of it this week. Yep, that's done. Awesome. Thank you. And to do is we kind of rate our meetings, right, like on on a weekly basis. We rate our meetings... And I know Andy does this for sure, probably more so than me. Um, how many to-dos did we assign this week? How many, how many 
did we complete and how many did we assign this that's, week? That's right. Because that makes me feel like we're moving forward. And I love Andy's tenacity because if we don't have any to-dos assigned for ourselves this <laughs> next week, she's like, oh, this meeting sucked. Uh, you know, because at the end of it, we rate it. Yep. Right? And so you will rate it low if zero to ten. You will rate it low if we don't have a whole bunch of to-dos in there. Right. Or if we didn't cross anything off. That's right. And I, I would agree with on that. It would be a low score if, if we didn't cross anything off. Then at the very end, or we have big ideas in there. That's yeah, big ideas. Big ideas. So those are more long-term goals, like things we want to get to, we don't want to forget about. Um, like a five-year plan of where we want to be. You, you might have a... Elite, for example, might have something that they want coming out in a promo barge a few years from now. We keep it on that list. Yep. And we touch base on it just to see, it, like, oh, did a vendor get us this that we need to accomplish that? Right. Just so we don't forget about it. It's there. We look at it each week. We don't forget about our big ideas. And some companies might not use big ideas all that much, but, I mean, we use a lot, obviously. Right. But some, co- I mean, every company, I think, should use the big idea, right? Like, how are we going to capture more business or how are we going to do those things, right? Every business should have, it's just going to look different right. to every business. Like, it could be for a dock and lift guy, let's say all you do is service, you don't sell anything new. One of your big ideas could be taking on a product line and selling new product. Exactly. Yeah, and then you can talk in this meeting, go through the big ideas. We don't, we don't go through big ideas every week. No. I'll, I'll pick of the eight things that are on there. Maybe I'll comment on one or Andy will comment on one or whatever, right? So we don't go through them. They're just there to always be like, oh, hey, yeah, finally this vendor got me this. Or, hey, this we have these two uh, manufacturers that want us to carry their line. Which one are we going to carry, right? So you should talk about it in this, this meeting time. So big ideas, then it goes to issues. Issues, yeah. Which I think is great. We I think we get a lot of to-dos out of issues. Uh, we get a lot of great things from issues. Uh, issues is how we learn, honestly, right? Yep. And I think our issues list today versus a year ago is completely different. But what helped us get through a lot of our issues is this freaking stupid form. I, I call it stupid because I'm so mad at myself for not keeping track of this and how much it really, it really changed how we do business today. And it's really, it's improved everything. Like, it really has. Like, I don't know if you have any instances. I know I asked you before how it changed uh, us, but it, this issues and, and putting the issues on the table, addressing an issue is something that we didn't really do before. And, and letting your team address that issue changes the culture of your company, like, greatly. You start, you start uh, issuing responsibility, and then if they, if they take the responsibility, then there's accountability. All these positive things that come from issues is like the most amazing thing. Yep. Go, shoot, what do you got? So I think initially our issues started out with like little personnel complaints, right? But now we've grown from that like to, no, this is an issue in the shop. Like we're, we're ordering this part, it's not coming in right. This is the domino effect of that being wrong. Right. How do we fix this? Agreed. And then, so after the issues get sorted out, then we basically go to recap. Yep. Right? So I, we didn't say this, but so when Andy runs a level 10 meeting, uh, she's great at facilitating. She's great at, at the end of the meeting, she recaps everything and she, all the new to do's and all those different things. She will recap and she will put out to people that says, Hey, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. You do this. And then she'll hold you accountable on that. Right. 
So having a, a person that is dedicated to this and, and uh, it really takes this part to heart will 180 your company. It will be amazing uh, what this one job role will do for you. So I, I really commend Andy for stepping up and doing such a good job on a level 10 meeting. I do, I run some level 10 meetings for some other things and I definitely forego the to-do list because I have a little bit of pride and I should swallow my pride. Like, look, you're a grown man. I shouldn't have to keep track of your to-dos for you, right? And it's not really that bad, but um, I'm not as a good, a, I'm not, how do I say this? As a good, I'm drawing a blank. Of a facilitator, yeah, it's tough. Anyway, you get my point. Like, you're really good at it. So, uh, and then we do... The rating. Yeah. So, at the end. So, you rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. When we first did meetings, it was like 4. 4, 5. 5, yeah. yeah. And, and we, now we, we know when we knock it out of the park. Like, yeah. if somebody gives it a 10, more than one person usually give it a 10. It was just a great meeting. A lot of stuff got handled um, or good discussion topics, the good communication. Yeah, it was awesome. You, you can tell, like, it basically before level 10 meetings we probably every meeting we had was and it was my fault and I know that because I would ramble on or whatever uh, maybe a five was our best meeting ever before so much more productive so much more business oriented uh, the level 10 meetings will, will change your business for sure okay I have two comments yep first the scorecard the we keep the history of the scorecard so we can look back on it there is no explanation to why we became more efficient and in turn had more cash in the bank to me other than we started doing these meetings. And I have the history of when we started doing them. And you like you can see it on there. Just over time, our cash has gone up. We're just a dedicated time once a week to communicate with each other. Yep, communication is key. Same in, same in marriage, but um, it's... It's amazing what happens when you communicate and you put on this responsibility and you get you we we hire and fire today based on part of our our VTO and our EOS and all those different things that are in there. We hire and fire today based on our core values. And it it helps us become more efficient. All those different things on our to-do is we can we can assign some responsibility and expect accountability. It's it's I, I can't even explain how this has completely changed the company. All the things that we would let slide before, are, yeah. they don't slide anymore. Like, that that person is no longer here. Right. The other comment I have is, when we're going through headlines, if somebody, if Matt's going through his headlines and I jump in on it, the facilitator should step in and say, okay, this is an issue, let's table it for later in the meeting. Because your headlines are your dedicated time to say what you want to say. Yes. Yep, I agree. So the facilitator is important. And they need to figure out if it's an issue or a to-do or whatever. Stop it. Say, hey, that's going to be down on our to-dos or down on our issue. And curb that and let that person finish their headlines. I, I 100% agree with you. When we started doing that, huge. I should say put this way. When you started curbing me and <laughs> kicking me down to the issues list, uh, it, it did. It, it 180. It's awesome. Okay, so just I don't I don't know if you really want to or not or whatever, but I just think it's interesting how I guess maybe what's the one thing or the two things from when um, I was a boss uh, before uh, five levels and EOS and VTO and the book traction and to today. What's I don't know if you have like 
determining factors or biggest things? Or I would say before you read the five levels of leadership, you were a little more off the cuff. Like you didn't, like something, you would make up your mind about something and it would happen. And after that, you're like, you stopped and reflected, what should I do in this situation as a leader? And I think you definitely took a step back to like look at more angles of a situation or something that would happen at work than you did before you read that book. And then from five levels of leadership to traction, we set company values. Like we had company values. You've always wanted to maintain like a quote unquote personality that was a good work environment but also a fun work environment I right. just don't want it to be stagnant and serious like we want to enjoy our jobs we want to be happy to walk in the door in the morning and not dread this place and I think everybody here does because we've set up that culture and that's the difference from leadership to traction is that we've created a culture and we're we live by it now you know we we have a weekly meeting we have our core values um you're hiring based on that. So we're not just hiring somebody that walked in and said, hey, I'd like to work here. Awesome. So I think, uh, like, wrapping up or whatever, right, the one thing that we haven't mentioned that I believe that has changed this company along with core values and doing all those things is realizing to be a great leader, you need to get rid of the people that are holding you back from being great right and those are always the tough sucky decisions you have to make about people that work at your company if you know what what this what this culture does is basically it shines the light on the people that don't fit in the culture if they're not willing to come along and that's step right. up to the challenge yep then they don't fit the culture. That's right. And you, as a, as a business owner, or maybe you're not the business owner, maybe you're the business manager, maybe you're these, you know, in charge of these different roles. If you take this on, you have to be willing. I fought it for a while. Um, you have to be willing to make the hard decisions and terminate employees based on that they're not upholding your core values. If you do not, you will lose respect. You've heard me give the speech about respect and all those different things, right? It's so hard to make those tough decisions. But if you do, when you do, your business will take off. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. We, we've seen both it. seen it. Yep. It's crazy, right? Uh, anything else in closing? What's what's the one thing about the book Traction you wish you'd have known 15 years ago? Oh, the weekly meetings with with that format. I wish I, I wish we would have done it four years ago. Me too. We'd be in a totally different place right now. I agree. I wish I would have done it at other places. Just, it's smart. It changes you personally a little bit too. Right. That whole culture and core values and all those things. Um, it's amazing. Most most people when they leave this shop, we could actually probably, most of us could hang out if we wanted to. But a lot of us do not. But that that culture, you really have to fit. And uh, it's, it's good. It, it helps... Man, it helps everything. And if, if you have everybody on the team and going, you can go a lot farther with less people if you're all on the same page. Yep. Awesome. What else you got? Um, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Recommend got... it to somebody. Tell yeah. them to listen. Spotify. iTunes. iTunes. Google, Google Play. Play. Google Play. 
If what, we need to add it somewhere else that I don't know of, let me know. What about, uh, we want to talk about any new features coming out in Nelson, or is that for another podcast? Another podcast, another day. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you.